What do you see in your mind when I say witch? A lot of people think of green skin, a crooked nose, and a pointy black hat. A lot of people think that witches are a thing of the past, an old myth created by misogynistic and religious zealots to explain extraordinary women. An existence buried in history and is redundant in today's modern, digitalized, and scientifically explained world. What if I told you that witches live among us today, wearing t-shirts and jeans, running errands at the bank and the post office, taking the bus just like you and me? Welcome to this week's episode of The Enigma, where we look at the chilling reality of witchcraft well and alive in Asia. We read, listen, recount stories that fascinate us. It's the stories that we can relate to the most are the ones that become a part of who we are. It excites us knowing that living in the ordinary can also be extraordinary. From the tales and legends that are forgotten and the stories that keep us up at night, I bring you Stories from the Dark and I'm your host, The Enigma. Belief in witchcraft has been known for centuries until the rise of popular culture that shed witches in a friendly light. Witchcraft has always been associated with the worship of the devil. It was believed that these people, usually depicted as women, carried out rituals and conjured demons, harnessing evil powers to cast spells and bring back the dead to life. All this is possible by selling their souls to the devil. This belief was rampantly associated to the Western Hemisphere thanks to the well-known Salem Witch Trials, which accused 200 women in America of such practice. What about witchcraft in the East? Asia has no shortage of proof of witchcraft, evident from the Code of Hammurabi in the Middle East to the Dayans of India and the Kitsune Sukais of Japan. In fact, for Asia, there's no need to look to 327 years ago. Practitioners of the devil's powers live among us. For some people, they live with us under the very same roof. This is the story of Alex from Singapore, who not only encountered but also lived with someone who appeared to be a practitioner of witchcraft. Alex tells us their story on Twitter of the seemingly normal new helper who joined their family in the spring of 2017. Before getting into detail of the sorcery that Alex's helper carried out, they explained that it was her behavior that first indicated that something dark and mysterious was indeed going on. It was a busy time for Alex, who was flooded with work and social commitments. They rarely spent time at home, but when they did, 
Alex started noticing the erratic behavior of the new helper. Understanding that she was missing her husband and family back in Indonesia, Alex urged the helper to call her husband. Agreeing, the helper sought Alex's help to reach her husband. Trying to reach her husband via telephone was a struggle, but Alex finally spoke to the helper's neighbor. When Alex heard what the neighbor had to say, there was no possible explanation as to what it meant. Unlike what the helper had told her, she had no husband. And more disturbingly, her parents had already died 10 years ago. Alex ended the call without a comment and without a word. The event left Alex confused but not yet unnerved. If only Alex had understood and caught on the helper's weird behavior at this stage, it would have saved their family from the chilling events that were about to unfold as they realized that she was in fact a practitioner of witchcraft. The story moves to a few weeks later. Alex's helper stops eating and talking properly. Her diet is now a strict one of rice, salt, and garlic once a week. She inexplicably carried out random actions such as turning off the home internet. She is visibly only speaking to Alex's father and ignores Alex's mother. This sparks discord within the household, but Alex does not give this much thought as they are occupied with the bustle of their own life. One evening, Alex comes home at 3 a.m. after a night out. Thirsty, Alex goes to the kitchen for some water and catches a glimpse of something most strange in the helper's room. In the dim of the night, enveloped in silence, she stood standing and facing her bedroom wall. As Alex tried to quietly return to her bed, the helper croaked. Sister, do you want to eat? Alex's heart races, but their reaction was minimal. Alex ignores her. From then, the helper continues to bother Alex at all times when seeing them, insisting Alex eats something. Alex refuses every time. One week from then, this time at 5 a.m., Alex is asleep after a long night of working on an essay. They wake up abruptly in the wee hours of the morning, with an unshakable feeling of being watched. Alex sits up and peers into the dimly lit morning. As suspected, a pair of burning red eyes is staring at them from the door, which had now been inexplicably opened. Alex shrugs the peeker off as their mother. It is only when the pair of eyes remain unmoved, staying there and staring that Alex realizes that this was in fact not their mother but something sinister. Time passes since Alex was visited by the being. Alex's parents started bickering more and more. The father, for some reason, showing more and more affection to the helper while entering into fights with his own wife. Alex's home is losing its peace, and in the center of it, the helper's eerie behavior continues. This was when Alex caught her in the middle of the night, body and bones trembling, carrying out the Muslim ritual of praying, but backwards. Muslims generally pray in the direction of the Kaaba, located 
in Mecca. This is a holy practice displaying the highest level of reverence to God. To deliberately pray in the opposite direction is considered blasphemy and the intended worship of evil. There was no other explanation. The helper was practicing a sinister ritual, deliberately insulting the Islamic God and stirring up evil beings. Alex panicked and yelled at her. The helper looked up from her ritual and in the same menacing voice, with red bloodshot eyes, she asked, Sister, do you want to eat? Safe to say that Alex fled the scene. The helper's menacing behavior and practice of evil worship started snowballing. A couple of days later, Alex finds the helper in the toilet, squatting over a bag of used, bloody period pads. The smell is pungent, the blood in the pads obviously old after being collected and kept over a period of time. At the sight of Alex, she asks in the very same creepy smile and voice, Sister, do you wanna eat? <laughs> Alex had had enough. Alex called for their mother. Alex and the mother decide to find out how deep into this evil practice the helper has gone in their very own home. That was when they made the chilling discovery that she had not only been collecting Alex's menstruation products but was also gathering their stray strands of hair and sliced up photos of Alex's parents. Why was she keeping mementos of Alex and their family? What was the helper trying to do? The family summon an imam, a religious leader, to the house. The imam is not able to help and the family does not have the means of sending the helper back to Indonesia. Unwilling to leave her out in the streets, they had no choice but to let the helper stay on. She stays over at Alex's aunt when the family takes a trip outside of the country. At her aunt's house, the helper continues her practice of witchcraft, repeating the odd behavior of eating a strict diet of rice and garlic as well as praying backwards. During the holy month of Ramadan, when Muslims avoid food and drinks until sunset, the helper decided to make food for the family. Alex's family, knowing better than to consume food prepared by a devil worshipper, gave the food away. It was only three days after this generous gesture that they found the chicken covered in maggots hidden away in their oven. There was just so much that Alex's family could tolerate. Old rotting blood, food filled with maggots, and deliberate worship of the devil. It was only months later that the family was able to send the helper back to Indonesia. Alex's family was finally safe, or so it seemed. The witch was indeed gone, or so Alex thought. Even with her departure from the house, Alex's mother was still being troubled by a being that came to her in her sleep. As for Alex themselves, it seems that whatever evil being the helper was working with stayed with them, as terrifyingly proven in this vlog that Alex recorded. And what frustrates me the most is that a lot of people don't understand that when I'm at home, I'm literally impossible to talk to because it's so... I'm at home in a, in a bad way. 
Can you hear that voice in the background? Whose voice was it? With or without the helper in the household, her witchcraft still reaches Alex's family. Will the family ever be left alone in peace? As long as this age-old ancient practice continues to be popular in Southeast Asia, are any of us safe from the haunting of the dark beings that witchcraft conjures? How can we ensure that anyone that we welcome into our homes or even into our lives are not practitioners of evil sorcery? And more important, why do they do what they do? We can only guess. If you like this video, make sure to hit like and share it with your friends. Hit subscribe and turn on the notification bell. I try my best to post new videos every weekend. Do let me know what topics you would like me to cover in the comment section below. If you have any horror stories you would like to share with me, email us at theenigma at gmail.com. Thank you for watching.